to Mental Download, where our goal is to help you live your best life now by making the right decisions and by taking action. I'm your host, Cameron States. Hey, everybody, we're live. Welcome back to the podcast. Cameron States here, the Hawaiian trader. Um, happy 2020, everybody. How's everybody feeling? Hopefully you had uh, great, good, fun celebrations and you're fired up for a new year. I got to tell you, I'm not one of those people that um, traditionally like to sit down and, and do the whole, uh, you know, setting goals and here's how I'm going to improve. I guess somewhere that's in the back of my mind and it's kind of a part of what I do. But I think it's I'm in such a habit of doing that all year anyway that waiting for you know the the year to end and go hey uh, you know, we got to fire some fireworks and we got to celebrate as a reminder to go hey this year let's do something better uh it, it just it's always it always struck me as odd now i'm not trying to rain on anybody's parade if that's part of your tradition and it's healthy mentally emotionally spiritually spiritually for you fantastic don't let me rain on your parade um personally for me i've always thought it's interesting because I, I do this throughout the entire year. As I go throughout the year, I'm always trying to figure out how to improve. I got to tell you, you know, my wife and I, we have part of our relationship and why I think our relationship works so well is we spend a lot of time together in deep contemplation, uh, just where we're at as an individual. And this is something that uh, maybe you don't have a spouse or a partner, but if you have a friend or somebody very close, I think this is a very healthy thing. And this is a very, this is a really important thing. And I think this is the right place to bring this conversation, uh, which is the mental download. This podcast is all about the mental, emotional, spiritual aspect of you as a being, as a human being to help you as an investor. And you know, if you've listened to all of these podcasts, you know, I'm a huge, uh, I'm huge on this. I think that you as an individual have to be well-rounded. You have to be from the very center of who you are, well-grounded to be able to achieve different levels of success or achievement or whatever you want to call it. Starting from where who you are and where you're at is, is the biggest thing. So going back to some of these conversations, and I wanted to share this with you, you know, my wife and I, we constantly kind of reflect and talk about ourselves. And you have to get comfortable with doing this because un unless you've done it for a certain period of time, it, it's very difficult to open up and get to the bottom line. You know, the, the conversation that we had last night, my, my wife and I, which is very interesting, is we were just talking about sometimes I have this, this habit of when I meet people or I see people and kind of the the life choices that they make can be personal or can be business related. I kind of cast a judgment. And I know when I initially say that, that sounds really bad. And this is what I was telling my wife. I said, you know, I see people and they see certain things and I cast judgment. Of course, my wife's like, oh, that's, a, that's not good. I mean, you're not supposed to compare yourself or judge other people. And I said, well, no, let me finish. So I do cast judgment on people, but I use that judgment to reflect on myself. So let me explain this because what I'm going to help you do in this, hopefully in this podcast is I want you to change the way. So, well, I guess you, if you want to do a new year's resolution, here's one for you. I mean, I didn't intend for that to be the case here, but this one's huge. Can you take something that is very human, very normal, very regular for most people? And can you repurpose it to be positive and, and help you? And that's kind of the idea here. So let me share this with you. 
So when I see people, I do cast judgment on them, but I don't judge them and compare them and say, you know, this person does it that way and I don't do that. So I guess I'm better, right? That's, I'm not talking about that kind of judgment. What I'm saying is, is I look at people's decisions, again, personal or financial, whatever they're using, whatever decision it may be. And I kind of generalize that because there is no one area where I say, I only look at people for certain judgments. I look at all of, I look, or sorry, I shouldn't say judgment, but I look at different choices that people make and I judge those, but there's no specific area. It's not just the personal choices they make or only the financial. I just kind of look at the whole thing, but here's how I repurpose it. The way I repurpose that is, let me give an example. If I see somebody who is struggling as an investor and what they're struggling with is success, They want to be successful as an investor and they're not. Now, it's very easy for me to come in and throw judgment on that and say, well, you know what? If I take a look at that person as an investor, I can kind of break apart kind of what the problems are and I can kind of figure out, you know, why they're struggling as an investor. Okay. And then I could easily do a comparison on that and say, well, and then here's why I'm better than them. Now, that's not what I do. Here's how I repurpose it. I look at it and I say, look, this person might make these decisions as an investor. So let me give you a real example. Okay. This isn't particular to anybody. This is a made up example, but let's say that you have somebody that is out there trading and they're investing and they keep making the same repetitive mistake over and over and over and over. Okay. Here's an example. Somebody who, when they trade, they're trying to make a hundred percent on their money. They want to double their money. Now, those of you that have been through some of my education and training, you know that there are strategies that can do that. Now, they're not very likely to succeed, but they are out there and some people do like that. There is a way to make that work, but it has to do with the way you manage your risk. But let's get back to the point, which is why would somebody throw money and try to double it? Throw money, try to double another trade, try to double another trade to try to double it. Now, what is so interesting is that sounds a lot like Vegas to me. And so when I start throwing this idea and I go, well, now there's a correlation here. People in Vegas, and I mean terrible gamblers, do the same thing. They go out to the tables and they throw down money and they lose, 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 lose. And they just keep throwing down money and throwing down money. People do that in the stock market too. They do it in the options market as well. They just throw money trying to double, 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 double. And it doesn't matter if they've lost 10 times in a row. They just keep going at it and it keeps happening. Okay. Let's just be clear. In Vegas or investing, if that's all you do, you are going to lose. Something has to give and something has to change. I'm not saying the approach. I'm saying something has to be different so that I can actually win or I can actually succeed. All right. That's my phone going off. Sorry. Um, So somebody has to actually, let's say risk, right? Can I throw money, throw money, throw money and, and lose, lose, lose and win? Well, it depends on if you manage your risk. See, Vegas, you can't manage your risk. If I throw some money out there, usually it happens so fast, the money's gone, right? One card of, you know, one, uh, what do they call it? Hand of cards and it's done. I I lost all of it. The stock market can be a little bit different because I can throw down a, a trade and I have some time that if it starts going bad, I can actually take a little bit off the table. Now, that's where I think Vegas is different than the stock market because Vegas, I throw the money down, they deal out the cards. I've either lost it or I won it. That's it. It's over. 
in the stock market, I can take a little bit off depending on how I'm feeling or what I'm seeing out there. So I feel like the market has a little bit of an advantage. Now, if I take action and limit that risk, then I feel like I'm being smarter and it's not just Vegas. But here's the thing. Some people don't do that. Some people just throw the money down, they lose it. They throw the money down. And then it, to me, it, then it is Vegas. Then you are Vegas uh, trading, right? Or Vegas style. Now, let's get back to the mental and the emotional aspect of that. When I see somebody do that, I immediately cast judgment. I say, why are they not managing that position? Why are they just throwing it out there and then bringing it back? Now, here's where we repurpose it. You then take that thought. And instead of casting judgment, and here's where the judgment comes in, you say, oh, this person is doing this, and why do they keep doing it? And then the judgment comes, and you go, well, you know why? It's because that person, you know, they need, they just need money so bad right now, and they've never been really good with money, not smart with money, and they're kind of foolish. And this is why, this is kind of a behavior in their life that we see. So that's the judgment, right, that we cast. Now, what I'm going to tell you is do not go there, repurpose it. Here's how you repurpose it. You take a look at it and you say, look, there's this problem that you're seeing and you're witnessing and that you're, and that you're seeing happen. And you get your mind wrapped around this idea of, okay, so here's somebody, they're doing this repetitively, repetitively, and this doesn't look like it's going to go good for them. Then you repurpose it and turn it to you. And you say, am I doing that in any aspects of my own life or in my own investing? Okay, now this is critical because this is where I started this conversation. This is something that's going to take time because here's the deal. You're not going to initially want to do that. Initially, you're not going to want to look at something and say, hey, how does that reflect on me? Am I this person? Do I do this myself? Am I a lot like this? How can I learn from that? Because here's the deal. In saying that, what you're doing is you're admitting your own faults and your own problems. You're admitting the things that you might be doing incorrectly. It might be the source of your own failure. Hey, who wants to crack that book open, right? Nobody wants to open up the book of, you know, Cameron's personal failures, right? Nobody says, hey, that's a good read. That's a that's a a page turner. Let's talk about all the areas of my life that I've failed in any aspect. Nobody likes to open that book. However, that's actually where the most the most growth actually happens as an individual. So what I want you to focus on is be not afraid to cast judgment on people, okay, and the choices that they make so long as you use that information to repurpose it and reflect it on yourself, okay? I have no ill feelings or judgments against everybody. I realize that everybody makes decisions for their own different reasons. They're at different stages of their life. I just look at it as, is is there any way I can help these individuals? If I can help, I'm going to help. That's the way that I look at it. It's not a casting judgment of saying, if you go too far and say, here's what they're doing and this is why I'm better than them, that's where I feel we morally have crossed the line and now we're just judging. Now we're just using judgment to step on the back of another individual to put ourselves up. That way we don't have to open the book of our own failures. We don't have to look at the things that you are doing bad and wrong. We can just step on the backs of other people and say, this is why I'm better. Okay, That's the line we don't want to cross. What we want to do is have compassion towards people and the choices that they make. The way we gain that compassion is by turning and repurposing that judgment to ourselves. I'll tell you what, when you start to do this, and this takes a little bit of time, 
the impact that it can have on you isn't as an individual is extremely profound because it does two things. Number one, it allows you to be vulnerable with yourself and vulnerable to the people that are around you, which in a way is a form of honesty. We're being more vulnerable. And in this vulnerable state, we're connecting mentally and emotionally in an area and in a way that we can actually improve. Okay, without having that vulnerability, we don't actually improve. There was a a study that I read a while back that basically said that people learn in the first seven years of their life, basically the core beliefs and foundation of who they will be as a child. And they continue to have those for most of their life. And the only way that that actually changes is by trauma. So you have to have a traumatic experience that emotionally and mentally completely shakes you to the core for an adult to actually change a thought process and a thinking. To me, that's a vulnerability. You become extremely vulnerable. And unless you get to that space, you can't actually improve. You can't actually change a thought process. Okay, so that's actually what I'm working on with you right now is changing a thought process by starting with personal individual vulnerability. So the first thing we do, there's the two principles. Let's get back to that thought process. The the principle behind these two things is number one, we've got to get to that vulnerability state. We've got to be willing to be vulnerable. Okay, so we cast judgment. We look at what's going on, but then we use that to repurpose it to look at ourselves and become vulnerable. Okay, this allows us to get into a space where we can actually change. The second thing that you gain is compassion. When you look at individuals and their choices and you reflect those on yourself and you find a common ground where you're vulnerable enough to say, oh my gosh, you know what? I do that too. Not exactly the way they do it, but a slightly different, but I'm vulnerable enough and I'm honest enough with myself that I can see that I kind of do that same thing, but I don't do it in the same way or with the same, uh, let's say thing like investing or in a relationship or in life. Maybe it's, it's, it's a similar behavior, but in a different way. Okay. They might be a terrible investor and they need to work on that. You might have a different area of your life. Like personally, you want to get better at something, but you'll see a similarity when you find that common ground. What you're going to find is that you're, you're like a lot of people. You're like most people. And you'll gain compassion towards other people and understanding because there's always this ground or this leveling field that we all relate to. And that is we all have imperfections. We all have areas that we're working on. We all have things that we do by habit and we're kind of banging our heads against the wall, hoping that it's going to change. And it's not until we can get to a space where we can actually see improvement and change, but it requires us to go to a place where we don't want to go, where we're uncomfortable or we're vulnerable. Here's here's one that I'll share with you because I'll get a little bit, I'll open up with you folks here and show you a little bit of vulnerability. Um, In my life as a child, I was very much raised in my home that crying Uh, the emotion, the expression of that emotion was unacceptable, especially for a man in my house. That's the way I was raised, that when things would get tough and I wanted to be emotional as a child, I was always taught, like, you don't cry about that, right? Men don't cry. You don't cry for those things. And I got to tell you, this continued into my life uh, till about the age of 19. All the way up to about the age of 19, I could not cry. And it's not one of those, like, I felt it coming and I fought it. I just had, I just became... Because I was taught so young that I don't show the emotion, 
it be, it allowed me to become emotionally detached. So there was no emotion. So when I would see people go through difficulty or hard times, I was just kind of blank. I didn't, there's no reason to cry. It just kind of is what it is. And men don't cry. So there you go. So this is all the way to about 19 years old. What changed that for me, and I won't go too deep into this because it's personal and you may not share the same beliefs, but uh, for me, it was my relationship with God that changed that, that my relationship with God allowed me to be vulnerable and allowed me to tap into emotions and to allow myself to express those, express those emotions and recognize that that's what makes me human, that the ability to cry, either happy tears or sad tears, it's actually a good thing. It's a very human thing. And it's, it's very important for us to be able to do that. Okay. Now, obviously in my own progression, I become better and better and better at that. Okay. But here's the thing, because that was a huge stumbling block for me personally, and I had to go to a place that made me really vulnerable to be able to tap into that. And I had to be willing to do so. And it took, you know, the intervention of deity to be able to do something like that. Because I was able to do that, I was able to progress personally in a, in a certain way. I was able to go through a, a light form of trauma and to change, to actually get better at it. Now what happens is I meet people all of the time that can witness things that should you should have compassion on other people when people have a loss in their life or when people go through something that they feel is is difficult and they they get emotional about it right i now have compassion because i've i know what it takes for my own experience to go through that so that i can grow and that i can change and so it allows me to connect with people that get emotional i can't tell you how many people even on a financial setting where i've taught a class and we're talking about business. We're talking about finance. We're talking about money. We're talking about investing. And they've come up to me, given me a big hug and cried into my chest. And I, and I absolutely welcome that and allow, and allow it because I feel like they're getting, they're going through a, a breakthrough that there's some kind of a barrier in their life that they have had and me sharing information and giving them new perspective allows them to express emotions and be able to change and get better. And I'm able to cast a judgment on them and say, I think this is happening because of these reasons. And then I repurpose that onto myself and say, you know, how am I doing with that? How am I doing with some of these things and these emotions and, and I allowing myself room to improve in these same areas? Okay. And again, the two things you gain is one, vulnerability, two, compassion on others. So I share that with you in this light because when we go back to, 2000, uh, it's 2020. We got a new year. We're setting some new year resolutions. What I want to do is I don't want you to worry about setting a new personal goal at the beginning of the year and changing something. What I want you to do is say, look, you're going to be the same you this year that you were last year. And that's going to continue for the rest of your life until you have a traumatic experience. Okay. Something has to happen. That's going to change the way you see, feel, and view certain things. But the truth of the matter is, is I don't think it takes that experience. I think it just takes an awareness in you to write down vulnerability and compassion. And if you are trying to strive for those things, you will be able to literally watch everyone around you, coworkers, friends, spouse, family, business associates, and partners 
you'll be able to watch everyone around you and absorb so much more information. Your personal growth will be traumatic for 2020 if all you can do is become more vulnerable and have more compassion. And the way we do that, interestingly enough, is casting judgment, but the right kind of judgment, the kind of judgment that we're able to repurpose in and internalize it ourselves and actually achieve that vulnerability and that compassion that we need that connects us more to who we actually are, which is a human being on the same planet as everybody else. Now, that is that is my message to you guys. Do not be afraid to cast judgment on people so long as you repurpose it, internalize it, and allows you to have more compassion and be more vulnerable. That will change everything about how you see the world and everyone around it. It will change you as an investor. It will change your relationships that you have. And by the way, it's actually extremely human of you to see other people and cast judgment. But if it's the proper kind that we repurpose, it actually is a powerful tool for you as an individual. You guys have a fantastic 2020. I've got some amazing things coming for you. I hope this was groundbreaking and, and helpful in so many ways. Uh, continue to keep joining me. I'll continue to keep putting this out for you to help you and myself improve. Let's make 2020 a fantastic year. Thanks for joining me. 